you know, one thing that I've had to live with is the fact that, yes, I've had a lot of bad things said about me. And maybe this has caused me to become an isolationist. So if you've never heard that term, I'll give you a second to look it up. And, you know, just kind of do my own thing and not associate with people. I've had a lot of really bad friendships gone wrong. And hey, you know, yes, things have been said about me bad and some things are deserved and some things are honestly just un- misunderstood. You know, I'm... For lack of a better word, I hate to use this word because I said I wasn't going to swear, but I'm a bit of an asshole. And I'm a kind of a hybrid asshole. I'm a, I'm a hybrid of a nice guy and an asshole. And, you know, I do little things that might really piss a lot of my friends off and probably is a reason why they don't call me. I turn my phone off for days sometimes. I don't answer my texts or look at them for one or two days at a time. Sometimes I just don't care. I barely honestly look at my phone other than to do some social media stuff. And it just, it, it stresses me out to be a slave to my phone. So sometimes I'll have it on me and I'll answer everyone. And sometimes I'll answer every text. But, you know, most of the time, you know, even when I'm with somebody, you know, I don't want to be a dick. And so I don't even look at my phone. I just think it's rude if you're in talking with somebody and, you know, you know, you answer the phone and then that person talks my face off. And then, you know, it's just rude. I can't have two people trying to talk my face off because then I'd have no face, right? Uh, I'm a moody guy, 100% with a lot of hangups and judgment. And I won't even lie about that. Just, you know, it's just funny. You know, one thing uh, I do because of energy, I'm really uh, sensitive to energy. I have this little thing that I do. And I want to share it with you before I get into this talk today about um, Generation X. Before we get to that, I want to tell you a little something that I do. Like when I meet somebody or I make friends with somebody or I, you know, I'm going to be in business with somebody, whatever, what have you. Um, whenever I first meet them, I do two things. One, I just really listen to the words they say and the tone of, that they say their words, you know, and how they direct their attention and if they're positive or negative, you know, if they talk down about others, whatever. Um, I listen to that. And then I judge everybody on how long I would be in an elevator with that person if it got stuck, right? So if we were in an elevator with so-and-so and it got stuck, how long could you tolerate them? 10 minutes, 10 hours, 24 hours, right? You know, that's how I judge it. And if I think I'd go crazy with somebody uh, in the elevator, you know, then they get very little of my attention, a little of my time. And if I think that I would be able to cope with them, we have a, you know, back and forth, whatever it is, then, um, you know, I, I, I will give more energy to them. And this is how I judge everything. Um, like I said, I've had a lot of bad things said about me and that's okay. It's mostly behind my back, which is fine because I don't really like conflict, but to say that, to give you the truth and the honest truth is I probably deserved it. Actually, I have deserved it. I've done a lot of mean things in my life that I regret now. You know, I've I've made choices that have created a massive guilt that I live with daily. And I personally, honestly, I hate it. You know, I used to get really down about it. And then sometimes I'd get a little sad, you know, wishing like all of us, we could just turn back time and do something different. You know, maybe the lives of others would be different if our actions were different. Maybe my life and all the stuff I'd been through wouldn't exist 
But now in my older age, I think after all this has been done, 45 years of going through life up and down, you know, heartbreaks and heartaches, I think I'm a perfect blend of asshole and nice guy. (laughs) And I totally respect myself for it. You know, I used to think that I was the only one that was like this until I turned 40. And then I started meeting people my own age and older. And I realized that everyone, well, most people, not everyone, I won't say everyone, but most people are in the same guilt boat as I am. It's just I'm the captain of the good ship misery. I'm the captain of the guilt boat. You know, I've met so many 40-year-olds since I've turned 40. And I see that there's a pattern among all of us, men and women. Uh, There's a bunch of similarities. There are three specific things that I noticed about Generation X, which is where I come from, 1975. Generation X, just in case you know, is from 19... 60, I'm going to say, maybe early 60s to about 1979 is when it ended, right? And after that, it kind of got into the uh, Gen Gen Y, I think. Yeah, Gen Y? Yeah, that's what it was. Right? So there were three things that I did realize about Generation X that were very important. Number one, we are by far the most entitled demographic on the planet. We've seen it all. You know, right? We've lived through the best times on the planet and we've never really been tested basically until COVID. If you think about that, if you were born in 1975 like me, I know another person that was, I know a couple people that were, right? What have we gone through? So there was, let's break it down. There was a recession of the 80s that our parents had to deal with, right? There was AIDS that became really big throughout, you know, North America. AIDS really took off. Um, there was the nineties, maybe the dawn of terrorism, right? I mean, we had a war in the States, but it was weird because by the time we became old enough to go to the war, we wasn't really sending people out and Canada wasn't really taking a stand. You know, we were doing nice things, trying to help people still, right? Never really got to war. I mean, if you were American, Chances are, if you were born in 1975, you ended up seeing war at some point. You ended up seeing uh, the Middle East at some point in your life, right? But most of the people I know in Canada here, we never saw anything, right? You hit 2000, what was it? The uh, two, Y2K, like you think about all these things that we've had. They've been tech disasters in the beginning of technology, here in the beginning of technology. But we've never been tested. So you think about this, the lessons that we've brought and we've passed down to our children have been horrible. What have we learned? All that we've had is the lessons and the experiences that our fathers and our grandfathers have shared with us. Your father has maybe seen war. Your grandfather has definitely seen war. You know, it's one of those things that we don't have anything to talk about. We are so entitled. We have it easy. Right, number two, hands down, again, Generation Xers are the most selfish demographic on earth. We tend to blame millennials because it's easy because they're kids, or the new one, the Xennials, or the Coronials, whatever you want to call them. But we are the most selfish. I mean, we've had most of our life handed to us without pressure. 
all we've basically had to do is focus on ourselves and enjoy the best years that earth has provided. I want you to sit back right now and just reminisce about how great the 80s were if you were alive in the 80s. Even if you're older, 50, 60, the 80s are great. If you're my age, think about the 90s. How great were the 90s? The music, you know, the clothing, just the whole feel on earth. Everything was about getting together and being one, you know? Those are great years, the 90s. You know, any future generations will never, will never get to go through the things that we did. The things that we did as 40-year-olds and 45-year-olds and 50-year-olds, that will never happen again. This earth is changed too. And it doesn't matter if we get back to being together and we get back to one world and all harmony, right? If we get back to that, we will never have the freedoms and the luxuries and the things that we had and that our fathers had, maybe not our grandfathers because they were about blasting each other, right? Putting in work so we could have a good life. All right, so number three is that us, as Generation X people, we are the most destructive demographic on this planet. We're the most selfish, we're the most entitled, and the remote, we're the most destructive demographic. We basically invented global warming by accepting the progress of technology and industry and you know, finding out about plastic and embracing China. We invited that into our lives. We wanted faster cars. We wanted bigger houses. And we didn't give a crap about the environment. We had McDonald's and we made McDonald's be one of the biggest companies in the world with all their great packaging and styrofoam of the 80s and 90s. We didn't care about the environment. Coffee cups. They didn't have coffee cups in the 80s. You ask someone what they do in the 80s for coffee cups? They had a little styrofoam cup and you got coffee from somewhere. So McDonald's back in the day had little styrofoam cups, not like to-go mugs. They were, they were styrofoam. They were brown. I remember them. And they had brown lids. You'd toss them in the garbage. We didn't know about recycling. <laughs> some of you are telling me like, but you don't know what you're talking about. We are so selfish this is how selfish Generation X is. We are so selfish that we believe that it's the current generation's fault for everything right now going to hell. Oh, the millennials are out partying and, you know, they're spreading the COVID and uh, the internet, you know, is making people, you know, not care about, the, about what's going on out there. Internet, lack of eye contact. No one looks at each other in the eye anymore. It's all their fault. <laughs> Look. Millennials are this way because we have either forced them or taught them to be this way by our actions and our belief system. We have either ignored them or swept their need for attention right under the rug and forced them to turn inward for acceptance or turn to the internet for solutions. They don't come to us. They don't look at me and say, you know what, man, you've been alive for 45 years. Let me pick your brain. That doesn't happen. They go to the internet. We force them to be this way. Look, when you heard about the corona and the big toilet paper scare, it wasn't young kids rolling out there buying toilet paper. It was Generation Xers. It was mothers and fathers racing out there to get toilet paper and paper towel before it was too late and hand sanitizer and disinfectant. It was Generation Xers that did it. Growing up, if I needed info, 
think about this. When you were growing up, if you needed any kind of info, you went to an old man or your parents or you went to an encyclopedia. You know, you either each, you asked a teacher or a neighbor or mom or dad or you went to an encyclopedia. I actually remember my parents bought me uh, an encyclopedia Britannia way back in the day. It was like 1980. And I remember my mom sat me down one day while I'm looking through those things. She goes, one day, Mike, these encyclopedias are going to be worth money. And I'm like, dude, now as I look back at that, I'm like, oh man, what a sales pitch. What a sales, <laughs> what a sales pitch to my mom was this fat douchebag that rolled into the house with the, carrying his encyclopedias and dropped it on my mom. And, you know, God bless her, man. She paid, uh, you know, probably two, three hundred bucks back then, maybe more, trying to give me an educate, give me an education, right? Trying to make sure that I had always had information. She said, one day, this will be my, they'll be worth money if you hold on to them for 30 years. And I think about that. You bought that in 1980, mom. So, you know, here we are 40 years later. Guess what? That book, it's not worth the, the paper it's printed on anymore, right? The internet came. We didn't see that coming at all. AIDS is bad and unstoppable. Remember that when AIDS first came? Oh my God, he has AIDS. Don't touch him. You can get it through kissing. Right? We believe that. And to this day, there's still people out there who are in my age bracket that will say, oh man, stay away, stay away. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh. They don't know. You've been on the planet for 40 years and you don't know about anything, about AIDS, about any diseases. You know nothing. There are literally people that are that way. How about abortion? Abortion is bad and immoral. They used to say that back in the day. You know what? We've carried that. We've carried that belief system. And now we tell our kids, you have your kid, you have it. We're good Christians or we're good Catholics. We have our babies. You've taught this to your child when maybe that's not the best thing for it. Maybe that baby is going to destroy their life. But because of your beliefs, whatever they were back then, you brought those into this new world. Drugs are bad and you will become addicted. Right? Drugs are not bad. We're finding out now that half of these drugs that we're telling people that are bad we're finding out that if you use them in small doses, a la microdosing, or use them in big doses with therapy, that these drugs are going to cure you. When I go and talk to people about mushrooms and about microdosing and about all these things they could be doing to help themselves, they look at me like I'm crazy. No, 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 no. Oh, I don't know. Mushrooms. Oh, my God. My God. Because you've been fed all this stuff. You know, I'm telling you the drugs are bad and you'll become addicted. Listen, education is only in school. Education is only in school and anything else will put you behind. How about this? Women aren't equal. How about this? Kids are the future. All these things are laughable now. They're all laughable. But this is what we bring as Generation Xers. We bring this belief system from what our parents kind of taught and we've kind of mixed it up and molded it in a different way and then we kind of regurgitate it out to our kids. You know? I'm in my 40s, okay? I solemnly believe that I grew up in the best time of history, the 80s, all right? No wars. There was a huge tech boom, right? You learned, we learned how to talk to people in those days. You know, remember Toastmasters in school? I remember Toastmasters. You would have a chance. You could do it after school if you wanted, and I did it for a little while. Then I just didn't like the people. Remember back in school, you used to learn how to write? 
handwrite. You can write your name. They don't do that stuff anymore. I grew up in the 90s. I mean, the 80s. In the 1900s, as someone once told me. I thought that was great. You know, we saw everything new back then. Everything was new. It was great. My generation of people were at the beginning of what you millennials call old tech. We were there at the beginning. When I was a kid, Rubik's Cube was high tech. Remember, you were, I was given a ColecoVision video game when I was maybe 11 or 12 years old. I thought I was super high tech. I remember my dad had an Intellivision, one where you slip the little uh, thing over top of the keypad and then you play the games. That was high tech, man. The t how about a talking bear named Ruben? That was super high tech. Ruben the bear or whatever? Rupert? Ruben? I don't remember. But the bear, the talking bear, that was huge back then. We grew up when everything meant something. We as the Generation X people are the reason why everything is so screwed up though now. right? Because we're an entitled generation of spoiled brats, we actually think that the world owes them to start doing something right. Because they owe us. When in reality, Generation X, we owe the world an apology. It's bad. So how do we get around doing nothing? How do we get around it? How do we somewhat make it right that we've done nothing to help out humanity? I mean, it's really bad right now for 40-year-olds. You know, even though we have survived many pandemics in our life, think of it, like H1N1, right? AIDS, SARS. Madonna, if you were Spanish Latino man in the 90s, you were at risk, right? Except Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin wasn't at risk. That's the worst time for us right now, though. Think about 40-year-olds and 45-year-olds. We're deep in a career, and then this happens? Imagine some of you are 9 to 5. This sucks. There's no 9 to 5 right now. Small business sucks even more when you're dealing now against not just the pandemic, but you got Walmart and you got Amazon kicking your ass. It's tough. You know, we didn't have that coming up in my day, right? Back then it was Kmart versus Zellers. There's no conglomerate. You actually had a you actually had a choice. It's getting to a point where there's no choices now. Eaton's versus the Bay. That was for higher end crap. You know, we go to Sears for stoves, you know, and appliances. The Bay for fur jackets back then. <laughs> Zellers and Kmart, they, you know, they were for school stuff and clothing. You know, I hated Kmart, man. I vowed never to shop at Kmart when I got older, when I was a kid. And look, my curse of Kmart shut it all down. <laughs> Took it right out. The curse of Mike. There's a lot of things that have been cursed with Mike. Gumball machines out front, you know, 25 cents, 5 cent, 10 cent, 25 cents, right? Velcro shoes, remember Velcro shoes? Those are gone. These are all Generation X things, right? CDs and tapes. For all you Vancouverites, there's Sam the Record Man that you go to or you head on over to A&B Sound. A&B <laughs> Sound. They were still around until the millennial. I don't know what they were selling. Transistor radios. Oh, Radio Shack. This is a DJ talking, telling you all the music stuff. So what do we do as Generation X to make things right? 
What could we possibly bring to the table now to make up for everything that we've done? I've come up with some ideas. Number one, most important thing is we need to give up power to the youth. We need to stop bringing in our bad tradition of voting in oldies, old white men. And we need to start letting the kids run the show, man. American election, Trump versus Biden, old man, old man. Look what's happening in ours. We're tooling up, pardon the pun, tooling up to elect tool, a tool, O'Toole, into the government. And he's got COVID right now. Can't even trust him to be clean. <laughs> we need to start letting the kids run the show, man. The new, the new kids are smarter than we ever were. They're mentally more focused than us. They're battle-tested already, surviving school shootings and drinking and driving deaths of their friends. I mean, they've had nothing but plagues and recessions since they were born. And it's all about technology. Everything's about technology. Tech's about to take over. And they ain't that faster than us. I still know 40-year-olds, and I know one of you is listening or watching right now. And you can't even work a computer. Can't work a phone. You know? This is a problem. How are we supposed to run the country if you can't really properly learn technology, right? These new kids, the not just millennials, but these Zed Zennials as well, right? They have learned faster and better than us how, how to adapt. Right? Online dating. Try to get a 40-year-old to online date. It's just like, I've had guys who are 40 complain to me that they meet girls that just want to hook up. And they're like, oh man, I'm not ready for this. It's like, dude, 20 years ago, that was gold, Jerry, gold. Back then, we didn't have online dating. We actually had to, you actually had to meet people. And at least back then, you were like, okay, you see someone, you like them, you tell them, you ask them out on a date, everything's great, they have teeth, they have hair, they're, they look like their picture. Now, you go dating, people have show up, they have no teeth, no jobs, look nothing like their profile pic. 40s, we can't handle that, but the kids can. And the kids are battle-tested and they're able to go through more things. They're, they're able to make better decisions than us because we don't have to worry about looking bad. To our peers, which is what uh, Generation X people are all about. They worry so much about what they look like. You know, we have to stop consuming. And I'm talking about Gen X. We need to stop consuming so much. As the money people of this generation, the people who have the most income to spend right now, day to day, we need to stop our 80s and 90s consuming habits and start to minimize our life. Stop consuming everything in sight, man. And just tossing it into the garbage. You know, recycling is a thing that not a lot of Generation Xers do. You know, I really believe, me, myself, right, recycling doesn't exist. It's a notion. It's a nice notion. But it doesn't exist truly. If it, if it really did, we'd have a better tackle on our global warming situation. But it doesn't. Because we don't recycle. We only say we do. That's Generation X. We're liars. 
we need to stop consuming things. You know, recycling was born in the 1970s, but it really wasn't taken seriously until the 90s. Actually, just take it back even more. Japan was the first one to recycle. That was back in 1031. The first ever recorded uh, reuse of basically waste or paper, uh, it was recycled into pulp and then sold at local shops. That was in Japan, 1031. And you know what? Recycling really uh, never made it to use until about 1890s in the U.S. when the Salvation Army actually began collecting and recycling unused household items. And they saw how well it worked, and then they took their show to America. Salvation Army was the first to recycle. They actually called the program Waste of Wealth because it described the revenue earned from the sorting and reselling of people's garbage. You ever ever go out and just get takeout? Look at all the products, the plastic and the bag and the chopsticks and the napkin and the plastic forks and the styrofoam containers. It's like, God, man, I just want to bring my own. That's what we should be doing. We should be bringing our own stuff and not having to worry about waste. Number three thing we need to do that I say all the time is we need to stop blaming other people. Generation X owns 50% of the businesses in North America. Did you know that? We are the ones perpetuating the pollution and need to make a decision right now. Think about our dads. Like, let's make a decision not to be our fathers. Right? Think about your dad, anyone's dad, and how they would, you know, back in the day, get up, go to work for, you know, 10 hours a day, come home, sit on a couch, drink a beer, watch some TV, and fall asleep. They'd spend limited time with family, maybe on the weekends if you were lucky. Right? Yell at your wife, treat her like dirt, like she's a nobody. You know, these are the things that my generation witnessed growing up. And if you didn't, then you witnessed probably fake happiness and probably suffered and went through potentially divorce some at some point when you were a kid. Or if you didn't do that, you lived through extreme poverty and had misguided parents who taught you to drink your troubles away, live for the weekend, don't take risks, right? Just so you understand, our parents are nothing like our kids. You know, Generation X was the buffer, or we're supposed to be the buffer, between passing on bad generational traits from our parents to them. You know, we, as Gen X, were supposed to be the break in the cycle generation, but we didn't do it properly. We didn't stop the bad habits. We continued to be entitled people who just began shifting the blame from our fathers right over to our kids and we're making things worse another thing that we need to do as gen x is we need to stop complaining god the amount of complaining i see on facebook which is 72 percent generation x 72 percent of gen x or people on facebook are, are from the generation x era we need, no, you have to start taking charge of your life. As 40-year-olds, we have the world at our fingertips, quite literally. 
We walk that line between old school and new school. We have a choice to fall back and be old or to step up and stay in the loop and actually try. But the world is there. We are the power generation right now. We are the most experienced generation alive today. Even more so than those old ass boomers. The boomers are getting a lot of blame as well for messing up, but they're the ones saving money and moving away and giving up homes so millennials can buy them. Not Generation Xers, but millennials. The boomers, the only thing that they have over us is that they're rich in war experience. The boomers understand conflict, right? They understand overcoming obstacles more than any other generation. They know what it's like to lose children to war or disease. You know, the boomers are the ones running the show by default. It's a joke, really. You know, we as Generation X have the power to make change, but we decide to shift power to the boomers and blame the millennials. And then in the meantime, we complain about it and do nothing about it to make it right. We should be teaching this corona generation, our potential grandchildren to just be themselves. Don't follow us. Don't do what we did. I would sit down to my grandchild and say, look, man, I did all these things. This was my generation. You know, we slap women on the butt. You know, we call people derogatory names and we spoke like Indians or like uh, Asian uh, people because we thought that was funny. Don't be like us. Don't be Generation X. You know, we all say in Generation that we were the best generation. The 90s were the best and they were dope. And we were also wrong. You know, yes, we slapped women on the butt and called people the N-word and beat up gay people for their sexual orientation. We publicly shamed people with diseases. And we did so many crappy things that honestly, we should never teach our kids, our grand things, any, our grandkids anything that we've learned. If we do, we're only doing them a disservice. Now, I know that I will have bad things said about me forever. And as this podcast goes on, I'm probably going to have more things said to me about me. But one thing I've realized after 45 years is you can't be friends with everyone and you can't please everyone's fragile ego or you know try to work with everyone in this world but you can do the one thing that will make you accountable for everything that you do and that's tell the honest truth and honestly just don't even care who gets hurt gets liberated or on board with your program just tell the truth if you really gen x want to make a difference in this world your only job or obligation that you have is to do what's right for the generation of people coming after you. When I say that, I think of my nephew, Cruz, who's three years old, and I think about what he has in store for him growing up. He has more pandemics coming. There's probably a recession coming. There's probably a depression coming. I think about how hard it's going to be for someone in the future you know, when the world overpopulates, you know, or everybody has a podcast <laughs> and being rich isn't a thing anymore. I think 
honestly, <laughs> I think everyone's going to have a podcast one day. So I'm getting a, getting a, uh, lead on it at 45. Yeah. I think about what will really matter when I think of cruise, you know, what will be the currency that matters in our society over the next, let's say 15 years. And I think that the only currency that's going to matter is reputation. You know, we talk about a judgy world that we're in and man, this is nothing compared to what's coming. And the only thing we can do for millennials or coronials is to teach them to take charge of their lives early. Don't waste your image on social media BS and think about their contribution to the world on a daily basis, on a daily basis. And if you do this, kids, you'll finally be able to break free from the polluters of Generation X and their deadly trail of carelessness and environmental ennui that basically we've left for millennials to clean up. Take blame for and die because of. Now that, you, now that you've heard this, you know, I can understand why you might have some bad things to say about me. If you're Generation X and you recycle and you do all the good things that you think you've been taught to do, then good for you. You know, I understand why you may not agree with this, but let me put it to you this way. We never went to war. We never had to work through a recession. We created and disrespected the recycling program. We started AIDS and downplayed cancer until it was too late. We encouraged kids to smoke, drink, smoke weed, vape, eat garbage food, all the way from birth. And tell our mom and dads to F off. Think about this. We went to McDonald's. That was the first thing most of us Generation Xers knew. We knew the McDonald's sign. So that's what we did. We ate crap food. We never, as a Generation X, never had a food famine. And we never had a time when we weren't able to work. Me, myself, I've only had one major self-imposed hardship in my entire life. But the rest has been pretty easy, smooth sailing. So please, hate me. Go ahead. Do your very best to hate me for whatever reason you choose. Bad guy, I'm a bad dad, I'm a bad spouse, whatever it is. But if you're a Generation Xer, you have to save a little bit of that hate and ire for yourself. Because you are part of the evil generation. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. I'll see you next time on Mike on Mike.